Have you and your family ever been stuck in the house on a stormy day? There is a way to redeem the time and to do it in a way that builds your family. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi friends, welcome to the Treasure Box Books Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God-centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey. And let's go find the treasures in books. My good friend Daniel York lives in a place where he and his family sometimes simply can't get outside. What do they do? Some days the wind is just so much, and it's amazing. You forget that wind driven snow. You can't you can't open your eyes out in that. That'll that'll pile up a drift. Oh, wow. so fast and so hard it'll pack it in almost like concrete you wow. sometimes i was out there trying to dig a vehicle out and it was coming in behind me faster than i could dig the vehicle out so you, oh. you leave it there until, it, until the wow. storm is over you know for sure daniel joined me for a conversation to talk about what his family does to redeem the time when you can't get outside and Daniel lives in South Central East uh, Wyoming. Exactly right where I live. You got it, Nathan. <laughs> uh, and uh, Daniel and I have known each other since late 2004. We worked together teaching English as a second language for about a year and a half together. And yep. um, he moved back to the States 2005, 2006. 2006, it would have been, yeah. Okay. And then so we've maintained contact here and there through the years. and. It's been a blessing to watch his family grow. Uh, they have three children. Two girls mm-hmm. and a boy. And mm-hmm. you have been to my house Yeah. Uh, twice now. And someday we're going to get over to Hawaii and see what it's like over there in the Hawaiian island that you live on. Yeah, well, it's it's a whole lot different than where you live. And where you live is a whole lot different than where I live. Daniel, before we met, I never expected to find a great friend from Wyoming in a foreign country. Yeah. But because of the ministry that we were in together there and mm-hmm. and some of the battles we faced, we ended up standing side by side. Based on that, through the years, we've maintained a friendship. And so I appreciate that. It's amazing how working together, you know, you find you find those that you can live with, you know. And we actually tell our kids that sometimes when the topic of hopefully along down the road, long ways down the road, marriage comes up. So, yeah. you know, find somebody you can serve God with and it works, works hard. That hopefully you're working hard alongside each other. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, when I first met my wife, actually she came and filled in for one of those classes there at that teacher's college that I taught in. Yeah. In fact, you taught there too for a little while. And she I came did. and filled in one night, and I just stood in the back of the class and just listened, and I thought, wow. And she gave testimony for the Lord very boldly, very sweetly, mm-hmm. lovingly, but she, without, mm-hmm. without shame, without fear, she gave testimony for the Lord Jesus, and I thought, wow we could serve the Lord together. <laughs> I didn't know what that would look like. I had no idea that we'd be married in a year and a half and that we'd have end up having nine children. But you're exactly right. Yeah. 
In fact, I'm going to tell my kids that. That's that's great. <laughs> and you've done the same. Yeah. You you found a lady that you serve the Lord together, and as I visited with you in, in your home, she's joyful yeah. in serving the Lord with you, and that's that's such a Absolutely. blessing. Based on some of the pictures you've shown me, some of the things you've told me about, you have had some outdoor adventures in your area. Anything recently you've done with your family or anything really memorable with your kids? Yeah, we have. We try to do things outside. You know, we're constantly working outside, it seems like, whether it's getting the firewood in for the week or making sure the chickens are going to survive the winter or the case might be. But we, uh, we do some skiing. My kids are picking that up pretty well. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a business trip over in Pinedale, and I used to be on the ski patrol over there, a little, mm. a little place called White Pine. Huh. and uh, took the kids up and All right. it's nice you know these long winters to get out and enjoy some of the winter sports i suppose some of my listeners are going to be in states where we don't know what ski patrol means so can you tell us a little bit about what is ski patrol <laughs> sure i would imagine it's a little different for each type of uh, mountain but on a little one like this really what you're doing is you're you're constantly checking runs to make sure you don't have someone hurt on a run sometimes people decide to ride to the top of the mountain and realize they've bit off more they can chew okay. and are scared to you know move anywhere okay and then at the end of the day you got to kind of clear the mountain and make sure there's nobody left before you shut her down so okay that type of thing you know rescue it's kind of a mix of search and rescue and emt on the mountain wow. you know so have you done any uh, rescues i have helped on some and and really full disclosure i I have not been in that role for 10 years now since I moved away from there. I kind of got, part of the reason I got into that over there was because I was on the volunteer fire department. And now over here, I do that and we run with ambulance. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's that's literally out the back of my office door here. So I can <laughs> run over there yeah. and jump on a truck if wow. needed or whatever. Wow. Well, as we were talking earlier, right before we started recording, you mentioned that it is springtime now, but you said it's a it's a cold spring, right? It is. It is a cold one. Everybody knows Don Day in Wyoming. He's the Wyoming weather guy. And he said that the whole state is well below average hmm. uh, the entire spring. And, and we've got a lot more snow this year, which we needed with a lot of the drought conditions. Yeah. And some of the, you know, those wildfires and all that. But Yeah. Well, you've yeah. mentioned the skiing and the snow and the 30 degrees spring. So you've got experience with something that we don't have here <laughs> in Hawaii or any of the other southern states where my friends listen. Are there days that you can't get outside? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got some days the wind is just so much, and it's amazing. If you get that wind-driven snow, mm. you, can't, you can't open your eyes out in that. Oh, wow. And that'll, that'll pile up a drift. Oh, wow. so fast and so hard it'll pack it in almost like concrete you wow. one time i was out there trying to dig a vehicle out and it was coming in behind me faster than i could dig the vehicle out so you, oh. you leave it there until the, until the wow. storm is over you know for sure wow. and then it's you know it's dark by four o'clock or whatever four thirty. Yeah. wow is it ever so bad that you can't open your door you know, that does happen sometimes. Right here where I'm at in kind of central Wyoming, we tend to not get as much snow as some parts of the states, but we are a little bit famous for some of our spring storms. Usually from about now until May, we will have a blizzard where we will get sometimes well over a foot of snow. Wow. And we will get 80 to 90% of our moisture in the next 60 days. The farmers hmm. and ranchers really depend on that for... Right you know, to kind of jumpstart that, that crop oh, and, and the grass yeah. for the animals. I've never had that where I couldn't open a door, but I, I know people that that has happened to. 
with days like that that you just talked about where it's so cold you can hardly get outside or it's just not fun to be out there with the kids have you ever taken a day like that that was kind of just rotten but you salvaged it by reading with your kids or encouraging them to read yeah Absolutely, yeah. We we do, Nathan. We uh, especially in the winter, we love to read. Like I mentioned a moment ago, when it's so you know dark so early and just chill outside, we have our wood stove in our basement, mm. and that is the place to be in winter. Yeah, it's dark. You know, you got the you got the dinner dishes done, and maybe an hour or so before bedtime. That's we love to sit down around there on the couch by mm. the fire and read a book and. I've introduced a lot of different topics and mm. ideas and themes to the kids during that time. And we mm. do a lot of reading in the winter time downstairs in the basement mm. where you can't hear the wind blowing. And so the heat of the fire is soaking it up. So mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I remember sitting there with your family around the sofas and the, I think your son sat in a beanbag chair and it's nice and toasty down there. What kind of yeah. books? You mentioned you've, you've brought up several topics and, and ideas mm-hmm. with your kids through books. What are some, some memorable books that they really enjoyed or you felt mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have thought of this topic or wouldn't have come up without mm-hmm. a book? I love nonfiction. I love stories. So one of the books that always comes to my mind, and actually you may have introduced this book to me years ago. I don't know. Hmm. Tell me. Uh, is it? Uh, do you know the book Endurance? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, by Alfred Lansing, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, so I actually read that book to the kids last winter, you know, especially with my son, just the idea of that that kind of adventure, but also extreme circumstances, right. and just making it through it, you know. Right. We like that book. Years ago, I read them a book called Christmas Duck, and it's about a young boy who has mental handicaps and how he and his family deal with that. mm and it's good because, you know, a lot of times, especially, you know, small town Wyoming, kids are homeschooled. There's some of those things they're a little bit shielded from or not. Entered. And and I tell you what, myself, my wife and all three of my kids had a couple of moments of that. In that book, we were all just crying, you know, kind of you see the, the love that he has for his family uh-huh. and other people, even though that's often not reciprocated. Huh. That was another one of my favorites. Oh, I'm going to write that down. I've never heard of that book tough to find it's out of print good luck <laughs> okay out of print those are the yeah. kinds we like to dig up those are treasures yeah. well, one of the things that we want to do with this podcast and with our audiobook family business is provide access to those kinds of books that are you know their copyright expired a long time ago and very few people know about them there are lots of books that have never been recorded or they've been recorded by ai robot mm-hmm. and i tried listening to one of them recently one that i hope to do soon and I thought, mm, that needs to be done by a human. <laughs> that needs to be done by okay. a real live man. Going back to Alfred Lansing's book about the endurance and Ernest Shackleton, I made the mistake of reading that book in the summertime. Oh. And while I was sitting there without an air conditioner, sweating, and I thought, yeah, this doesn't seem that bad. But trying to mentally place myself in your house in the middle of winter where you can't get outside, that just seems to make the book all the more real. Sure. I mean, you go outside and you realize, you know, here in Wyoming winter, if I'm out here for longer than 30 minutes, even if I'm well bundled up, there are times when you can't be outside for a long mm. You can't wear enough clothes, you, yeah. you know, almost. So, yeah, for sure. We live, obviously, in a very warm place where when it gets 70, we start wearing long sleeve T-shirts. We don't understand really? cold, but one of my family's favorite topics 
is uh, reading about these cold places. We love biographies of missionaries in cold places. In the recording I did with my favorite daughter, <laughs> I asked her, what's your favorite book? And, and she mentioned that series. It's about missionaries in Alaska. We love reading about those cold places, probably because we're down here where it's so warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you another favorite one that's kind of a Christmas thing, family favorite, more of a historical fiction, though. The first book in that series is called Jotham's Journey. Ah, yes. And yes. have you heard of these? Oh, yes. Yeah, great books there. Yes. There's, there's a whole series of those, so I, I would recommend those. Yeah, uh, they're kind of built around Advent, and, and if you can time that and do it with Christmas, it's a lot of fun. My oh, kids yeah. love those. It's all fiction. It's all based mm-hmm. around the birth of Christ, but I love how he weaves you know, the four stories yeah. together. Absolutely, um, and and he uses characters that are that can, that can be so real. If your kids were stuck in the house on a mm-hmm. blizzardy day, uh, what five books would you want them to have? It doesn't have to be five, and it could be more. Well, I'll answer that from both perspectives because um, the books I'd like them to have and the books that I think that they would love to read, and I know they would because we are just about to finish them up. My kids have loved Chronicles of Narnia series, and we have gone through that together. And sometimes I wonder how much of it they're catching, and sometimes I just pause and say, did you catch what he said there? Hmm. The way he weaves in just the truth of the condition of man, hmm. when when Aslan speaks to one of the human characters, there's always something that he said is very profound, hmm. and it has a deep-seated truth. And my kids love the adventure of those books, and mm-hmm. I love the truth that it teaches, and I enjoy the adventures, too. They're fun to yeah. listen to. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's your five books right there, but if we count those, you can probably count those as one, <laughs> um, I suppose. Uh, we have a lot of those Christian heroes then and now. Uh, okay. My kids have enjoyed reading uh-huh. some of those. Bob Jones printed a bunch of books. They called them Lightline. A lot of good books in there. And one of my kids, and actually my, I've read this book too. It's probably for older elementary, kind of middle school age medallion. And again, it's kind of more of the young boys, you know, this, the young boys who needs to learn to become a responsible man and uh-huh. ultimately king of his country. So he has to go through several lessons uh-huh. and learn some difficult things there. All those books, all the Lightline books are great. Yes. So. Oh, my kids love those. Well, I, I think you have shared a whole lot more than uh, I anticipated. I appreciate that. Well, you know, it's really neat to be here with you, Nathan. It's a good thing you're doing here. And I think this is a really important topic for, for dads and their kids and ultimately the entire families. Yes, sir. Well, if we got strong dads, we got strong families, right? For sure. I was just at a man from my church at my house last night, and we were talking about that, how when we can engage the dads in our churches, the likelihood of their faith being passed on to their children just goes up. It's like a 60 or 70 percent increase, you know, where, where if it's just the mom, you know, well, that's good. And we appreciate that fatherly influence is just really significant. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's a blessing to hear. It's encouraging to hear your zeal and your passion and what you're doing with your own kids and with the men of your church. We need dads like Daniel. Many of you are those kinds of dads who are sincerely, passionately pursuing wisdom and knowledge with your families and for your families for the glory of God. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. 
or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below, or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books. <laughs>